Hey everybody, what is going on? What, what? It is episode 29. One away from 30. Man, who would have thought we would have made it this far? Not my wife. Nah, I'm just joking. Nah. Well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'd have to ask her. Yes, it is almost episode 30. Hey, and it's Christmas time. It is the season of loving, uh, well, of love and uh, hope and warmth and all that good stuff. And thanks to global warming, it's a little bit more warmth this year. So, so far, no snow. Here in the Midwest, um, we've had a little bit of snow, but nothing that's stuck around on the ground. Um, but what are you going to do? Um you know, as soon as you start saying that, you know, next week we'll get a blizzard and it'll, it'll be like a foot and a half of snow in my driveway. But I hope all of you guys are doing good. I am happy to be back. Um, tried to get this out earlier. I always say that, but this time I was genuinely sick. Um, it was just, a well, it was a cold and then it went into bronchitis. And, you know, as fun as that is, it doesn't sound good. Uh, in a recording so <laughs> me coughing and hacking and all that stuff I don't think that's really what you guys came here to to uh to to see and to hear so so what are we going to talk about today well I went and seen the new Ghostbusters movie Ghostbusters Afterlife we're going to talk about that and they finally released the second wave of He-Man Revelation uh, episodes on Netflix to complete the, you know, the run. So, or well, at least for now. So we're going to talk about that. Um, Polymega had some news. Uh, I haven't talked about Polymega in a while. Uh, not really. Um, but I, you know, I said, well, I'm not going to say anything until there's something to say. And then there's something to say. Um, Sony is coming out with a new subscription service uh, to kind of to kind of go up against uh, Xbox's Game Pass, which is, which is really interesting. Um, not too much to say about that, seeing as though I don't have a lot of experience with with Game Pass. Uh, yeah, not that much, but we're going to talk about it anyway, and in a couple other things as well. So, all right. So Ghostbusters Afterlife, you know, I am a huge Ghostbusters fan, okay? I, I, I love the original movies. Not that big of a fan of the one that was done with uh, the cast from SNL, the, the women one. Not because of any other reason, except I didn't think it was that good. I watched it a couple times, and it was just... It wasn't my wasn't really my thing. Um, Ghostbusters, especially the the original ones, has has a certain feel to it, and it was it was for two reasons. It was one because of the times that we were in the eighties, and something like this had never been done before, as far as a movie like this, not really. And the actors that were in it, you were talking about some of the biggest actors ever, and I'm not nothing to say against. You know, uh, was it uh, McCarthy and I can't Kate McKinnon? I love all of them, ladies. I love all of them. I can't think of the there was the other two. I love all of them. They're hilarious. Just I don't know. It just 
It just didn't have that feel I needed. I know a lot of people that really enjoyed it. That was not me. Anyway, so then now here we go. They decided to come out with Afterlife. And this thing's been ready to roll for like like a year and a half, two years. Okay. But because of reasons, because of COVID, you know, just like all the rest of these movies, they keep bumping it back. Um, so it finally came out and it, I really liked it. I didn't love it, but I really liked it because in these, in these scenarios, especially when you're going back, you know how I am with reboots and, uh, and, and stuff like that or sequels after a long time, I get nervous because I, my biggest concern is don't ruin the originals. Don't ruin the originals. I don't want to have to feel weird about the first two because now I know because they continued the storyline and now it's something weird. It goes somewhere weird. And this wasn't it at all. Now, let me just say right here and now, I there will be a little bit of spoilers in this. I'm not going to tell you everything that happens in this movie. I'm not going to give you a play-by-play. But if you haven't seen it yet, you're going to want to skip ahead a little bit, okay? Um, in the description down below, I will list when uh, the spoiler is uh, over with. And if I forget to do that, well, um, sorry. <laughs> I was just realizing, Dan, why are you saying that when you know you're going to forget? I'm going to try to remember. So anyway, here we are, some umpteen years in, in the future, and the whole story revolves around pretty much Egon's daughter. Now, as we all know, the actor who played Egon, Harold Ramis, unfortunately, a handful of years ago, passed away, um, which is a real shame. Because from what all I know of the man, he was a real nice guy. And I loved him in just about whatever he did. Okay, so now you have Egon's daughter... or with her granddaughter and her and her grandson and they move out for this 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 new beginning you know they're having a rough start and and it looked like Egan and Kenna had a rough start too I I, I guess I'm kind of going to do a play-by-play here a little bit anyway so they move out to this farm this little town and you know a lot of what's going on has to do back to the original movie with Shandor and uh you know uh Gozer which Gozer this time was played by the lovely and the beautiful Miss Olivia Wilde. Anyway, can we get a round of applause for Olivia Wilde? I mean, really. I mean, even the women out there got to pause and say, yeah, she nice. She nice. Anyway, um, and a lot of people didn't know that's who that was. I picked up on it right away. I said, that's Olivia Wilde. She's playing Gozer. She looks good playing Gozer. That's how beautiful that woman is. Anywho, um, what was I thinking? So, you know, just everything kind of, it was kind of a rehash of the original movie, um, which, you know, that could be good and bad. But the feel of it was very much like the originals with a new kind of kind of overlay to it and they didn't get too outside of the lines to where it was uncomfortable yeah you know there was fan service and sometimes that can be you know 
sometimes that bothers me a little bit more than anything. And there was, but it never took me out of it, which was nice. I enjoyed it from beginning to end. And that's like why I said, I didn't love this movie, but I really, really liked it. So, I mean, I know there, you're asking, well, what's the difference? Well, there's a little bit of a difference, you know? Um, and then at the end, you know, towards the end of the final battle, you know, the original ones show up, you know, Dan Aykroyd, um, uh, Bill Murray and, uh, Ernie Hudson, uh, reprised all their old characters here. And it was just so nice. And, um, Harold Ramis, of course, obviously wasn't in this, but he was, and they, they brought him back as a ghost at the very end to kind of help out. And it was just in one scene and he didn't say anything. And, you know, now with technology, they're able to put him in. And I was really nervous when I knew that was coming. I, you just had that feeling that they were going to do something like that. And when he showed up, it wasn't overdone. It wasn't too much. It was so nice. And I'm going to be honest with you. I had a little bit of the tears going. I had a little bit of the tears going. Um, it was it was a very nice tribute to the character and the actor. Um, and I think that's why um, it, it impacted so many people. Because I know I'm not the only one that had that reaction. Uh, it, it was unfortunate that along with the movie with Harold Ramis' uh, character, Egon being, having passed away uh, in the movie that, you know, of course he actually dies in the movie at the beginning, um, that in real life the actor who played Egon um, had passed away. But there was a post-credit scene. Now, you got to stick around because I didn't stick around to the very, very end, which, shame on me, in this day and age, me going to see all these Marvel movies, why I didn't stick around until the end. Because there's there's one post-credit scene, like, well, mid-credit scene, I should say. And then you got to stick around to the very end of the credits. And I've already seen it. You can go online and see it on you know YouTube. And if you're the same as me, you've already seen the movie, and you're like, oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, just go on YouTube. It's on there. And it basically looks like Winston might be taking over the reins here for a new generation. So, you know, that also kind of makes me nervous that it's like, okay, okay, you know, you didn't mess this one up. You didn't ruin it for me, but where are you going with this? And there's also that side of me that's like, yeah, I really want you to, to make another one. So we're going to see. If anything, it was a really fun time at the movies. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it from beginning to end. And that's all you can ask. That's what you go to the movies for, for a little bit of, uh, for a little bit of enjoyment. So Kevin Smith came out with He-Man Revelation earlier this year. I can't really, I don't really remember when it first dropped on Netflix. Um, but it was, it wasn't a normal show. There was episodes, but then he, I think he did like five, he, they dropped like five episodes and then the story wasn't complete. And, you know, I wasn't really sure when he was going to drop the other ones. And if you go back and listen to the, to my kind of thoughts on that, and that first round of episodes, um, you, you would know that 
you know, it, it was okay. It was okay. I wasn't, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. But it was very much just okay at the best for me. And I'm a big old school uh, He-Man guy. I love the toys. I really liked the the original cartoons when it came out. Heck, I loved the Dolph Lundgren Masters of the Universe movie. I still sit down and watch that. When is that on? It's never, but I put it on. Come on. I got that on Blu-ray. Why wouldn't you buy that on Blu-ray? Anyway. And, you know, when this first came out, a lot of people were like, well, this is pretty good because, you know, the original cartoons were, a lot of people were really knocking the original cartoons. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Look, no, 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 no. The original cartoons were awesome, you know. And, you know, hey, you want to go back and judge them today with something that came out, you know, in the 80s? Okay, whatever. But... Those things are awesome. And the same thing with the Thundercats. Unfortunately, we haven't had anything with the Thundercats really going on. So, these new episodes dropped. And, of course, I was going to watch because I was at least entertained in the first ones. And that's what I'll say. Through this whole process, I was entertained. You know, I I never once thought, well, I'm just not going to continue watching. It was enough to keep me keep me there and you can tell like I don't know how much Kevin Smith had with like what went into this because you know he's he was a producer I think but sometimes producers can can mean a whole bunch of things a lot of times um you know you'll have a lot of producers and what they do on something you know some of them don't do a lot so I don't know how much like creative input Kevin had on this I'm guessing that he I am guessing that he he had quite a bit. I would assume that he just wouldn't put his name on this. He'd want to be involved. And I will say this before we really get into this. I will give He-Man Revelation an A for effort. Okay? And an A for effort because there, as much as I wasn't really on board with a lot of what was going on, it just... It just didn't hit that mark for me as for me to say it was good or I really liked it or it was great for where I just say it's okay. I will say you could tell that whoever made this and had a good part of input in this was originally a fan back in the day because there was characters in there that they put in that I was really surprised to see. Um, and you could just tell. Now... You know, the problems with these last five episodes were the same problems I kind of had in the first one. Um, and after we get done with the with the cons, I am going to tell you the pros because there are a lot of pros here. And I, I really think that if you haven't watched this, you should watch it. It's definitely worth a watch. That's for sure. But one of the big things that um, that just, I don't know, it it just really kind of took me out of it was the voiceovers. Some of the voiceovers on some of the characters were just horrible. And namely the queen, which thank God she's not in it all that often. But, you know, I don't know. 
it, it, it this wasn't the right voice for that character and nothing against whoever did the voiceovers for these characters uh, the ones that i'm gonna harp on here i it, it's probably not you it's probably not you it's me if anything it's me no but what i'm saying is is maybe it wasn't the right voice for that character and of course obviously this is my opinion but yeah the queen and then like cringer cringer just i i I don't know it just just didn't seem like that was right and this is something that i talked about in the first go round and then the other one that i had a problem was was the voiceover for skeletor and as we all know the illustrious mark hamill did the voiceover for skeletor and i love Mark Hamill, I like him a lot. And his voiceovers are fantastic. He does, he probably does one of the best voiceovers of characters ever, and that is the Joker. For the Batman animated series, for uh, a lot of the cartoons since then, a lot of the video games, Mark Hamill, that voice is the Joker. That being said, this Skeletor wasn't full on Joker voice here, but Joker came into it every now and again. And the way I could describe this is, is it's the Joker cosplaying as Skeletor. You know what I mean? And, and it's a great voice. It's a great voice. And Mark Hamill did a wonderful job, but it took me out of it because I'm like, that's not Skeletor's voice. That's Joker. And just when, like, you go a little bit of time without it creeping into that Joker territory, bam, right back into it. He would say something and be like, you know, and it would kind of, I'm like, oh, that sounds like the Joker. In which, admittedly, that's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. But, but this is Skeletor. And Skeletor, out of anybody in the original cartoons, has probably the most recognizable voice out of all of them. So this is one of them that, you know, I think you, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know how you would handle it. I think it's the one that probably you wanted to get right the most. But I will say it wasn't a bad job. It was just, it was, it just sounded like Joker. It just sounded like Joker. Um, let's see here. I got to make sure I wrote down some stuff. Oh God. So <laughs> the, probably the biggest part of this that I had was the, some of the storyline here and some of the things that played in here. First of all, let me just say the biggest problem that I think that this thing suffered was too many different storylines going on here, too many different things. You know, they didn't, they, they needed to slim it down. You know, hey, you know, look, this is kind of Tila's journey. She's going to become the sorceress, which we're going to get to here in a second. She's going to be the sorceress, and that's cool, but we don't need, like, you know, keep coming back to her deal with her dad, her deal with, the, with, with her mom, the original sorceress who ends up dying, you know, 
that and you know he-man and adam and his thing with his parents and something else we're going to talk about is the queen and the and the the queen and the king's relationship with one another and men at arms relationships with this and that and an evil lynn's relationship with skeletor and it's like i i mean ultimately i think this was only 10 episodes so it's like look man you know you're trying to cram like a full regular season worth of stuff into like 10 episodes here and it just seemed like like you were always stopping for one other thing and one other thing it's like dude i was sitting there and more than once i was like let's get going get on with this already because you knew where it was going the main storyline but it was like let's let's get there stop i don't care about this other stuff and that was a, a a big problem that i had with this as much as i was entertained and i stuck along man it dragged and it dragged because of that you had too many things going on here now if you would have done like you know 20 episodes or you know 25 or something like that and it was like a regular show and you stretched it out yeah you could have probably have done all of this and done it well and done it a lot better and some of the some of the things worked and some of them didn't but it was definitely one of the cons you know and i will say the one one of the things that they put in there that i was just like oh god i'm like if i gotta keep listening to this is at some point because Adam went missing, you know, after because he was He-Man and him and Skeletor got blasted into oblivion, you know, and they found out that he was He-Man and everything else. Like the king and the queen like had a falling out, like their marriage was on the rocks because one was mad at the other because, you know, they were trying to deal with it or whatever. And I'm I'm sitting there. I'm like, I get this. I get this. But But with everything else you're trying to do right now, why are you trying to shoehorn this in? It just felt really out of place to me. It was just like, and maybe it was because at that point, I was just like, oh God, not another thing. I'm like, I just want to move this along because and enjoy the story, pick up the pacing, and now we got to stop and we got to talk about this. I don't give a shit if the king and the queen are having problems now. It doesn't matter. I don't care. We got to go take care of Skeletor, okay? He's messing stuff up here in Eternia, but we're not going to go to couples counseling with, you know, King Randor or whatever the heck his name is and uh, Lady Marlena or or Queen Marlena, whatever their names are. I don't even remember. But, yeah, I just... So, anyway, moving along, moving along. Let me see here. If I'm missing anything. Um, okay, well, let's let's go into some of the pros here. Because I think that's pretty much all I had to say about the cons, okay? So there are pros. And probably the number one is the storyline and probably one of the biggest criticisms in the first five was this was pretty much Tila's story. Her coming of age as far as learning who her mother was. And now her journey and dealing with that and becoming the new sorcerers, which I thought was really cool. And it was something that I always wondered in the original ones. Cause I remember in the original cartoons when she learned about who her mother was. Now it wasn't nearly as dramatic 
or Tila in the original ones wasn't nearly as dramatic as the Tila in this one. But I will say, um, it was it was wonderful. I thought it was a great storyline. I thought they did it really well, and and how she became the 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 sorceress dealing with her inner demons was was fantastic. I I, I really enjoyed that. And another another thing that I really liked that that just dragged a little bit, but was Evil Lynn in her kind of. Uh, where she went and her evolution in this. Um, I, I really like that. And where she, in the original cartoons, she was, you know, just Skeletor's woman, very one dimensional. I'm just evil, evil Lynn, obviously. And this gave a little bit of her backstory and then how she became, uh, attached to Skeletor. And then, but like her progression and everything that she went through this, this was very much, uh, a lady's uh, story here, you know where what what's going on with the ladies here, ladies. I mean, Evil Lynn and it, th this He Man revelation was very much about Evil Lynn and Tila, which was great, and I loved where they went with this. It was everything around it kind of dragged, and because at the beginning I I was thinking I'm gonna hate this because He Man's not really in this. It was okay. If it's done right, who cares? You know, yeah, I want to see more He-Man, but, you know, maybe we'll get that later on. And we might. Stay tuned. But, um, yeah, just where Evil Lynn went and how she evolved into almost destroying all of creation to being this person that came into terms with her demons and... Um, ended up being a good person at the end, which I love. I love that stuff, especially nowadays. Everything's so negative. When you see somebody that's so evil and they, they make that that switch to a good person and in in, in the storyline is very enriching, which I thought it was with her and Tila, I love that. It was everything else that was wrapped around this kind of took it away. I thought they should have stuck with that and kept going. I think they dragged it around. I think they got too specific sometimes. I think they tried to make the point to add some heaviness to, to what was going on when they really didn't need to. We already got it, okay? At a certain point, you know, we don't need it to be that heavy because it drags the pacing of this show along or down. Um. Another thing that I thought was really cool, and it it was just in, an interesting thing, is so now Adam doesn't have the the sword of power, which is how he becomes He-Man, right? Skeletor has that, and Skeletor brought down the power, and he's kind of the sorcerer and He-Man all at the same time, but Evil Lynn's the new sorcerer's. Whatever. It was kind of a cool little thing going on there. But He-Man, Adam, actually, Prince Adam calls down the power without the sword to kind of filter into him. And he turns into this, like, He-Man Hulk guy that just went nuts. And that was really cool. That was that was kind of interesting to see. Um, yeah, I mean, the... The fighting at the end, the battles were very cool. Although I felt like a lot of the battling between 
like Evelyn and 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 He Man and Skeletor and whatever. I felt like that could have been cut down by like ten minutes because it it kept feeling like okay, we just seen this battle. Okay, now we're gonna do it again. Uh, uh, now we're gonna do it again, and then we're gonna do it again. And it's like by that time I was already like, pick up the pace. I'm like, this isn't Game of Thrones, people. You got to pick up the pace. You got to pick that pace up, motherfuckers. Anyway, I mean, that's, and that's all I really got to say about it. Tila becomes, you know, the, the new sorceress. Skeletor is, is beaten. Um, you know, it, it, to be honest with you, everything kind of went back to normal. Other, the only two things that really changed was, is that Tila became the sorceress, uh, and Evelyn, uh, gave up her ways and I, I they didn't really elaborate on like where she went but i think she kind of found herself and in 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 you know skipped out on skeletor which was really nice i liked it and at the end you kind of see skeletor trying to go back to snake mountain and take it over again and kind of getting his ass kicked and by a machine called motherboard and at the end motherboard uh, showed a little uh, like a hologram of Hordak's uh, uh, emblem there, which is, you know, kind of saying, hey, you know, this could be a thing. So and, and for those of you that aren't in the know, Hordak was uh, basically Skeletor's mentor back in the day. And he comes from a, like a different universe. He took Prince Adam's sister and she becomes She-Ra. So if they do a, a She-Ra, you know, show, you know, She-Ra revelations, am I going to watch? Yeah, I'm going to watch. Hell yeah, I'm going to watch. Why not? You're going to watch. So why not? It's, you know, it's for free. It's on Netflix. You know, why you pay? But you know what I'm saying. Okay, well, let's get to some gaming stuff. God, you know, we're like a half hour in and nothing about gaming. My favorite company in the world, Polymega, announced some stuff the other day, um, which really surprised the heck out of me. And they announced that they are coming out with another module to play uh, physical carts from the Nintendo 64. And this was it. This is so interesting because our last episode was, hey, let's give, you know, the Nintendo 64 a little loving. We were talking about how Nintendo's new online plus uh, emulation of N64 wasn't all that great. Um, and I'm still not hearing anything good about it, but whatever. And about how I was thinking about, you know, just maybe getting, uh, having one of my uh, my Nintendo 64 consoles modded for HDMI and just going that route because you know we talked about how Hyperkin was supposed to come out with that that you know whatever their I think their their machine was supposed to be the ultra um and that was kind of hinted about what three years ago now and we've heard nothing else from that which isn't a surprise because we we also talked about how emulation on the 64 is a nightmare and we are definitely not close to having something that is, you know, all-encompassing for all the games. So that's why I was really surprised, especially at the timing 
uh Holly Mega saying, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have another module. It's the EM05 Ultra module. And I my first thought was, really? I was a little excited. My second thought was, well now wait, I haven't even gotten the original stuff because I have I had pre-ordered the base unit that plays you know this base games and you know uh, the module that plays uh, physical media for Turbo Graphics those U cards even though I only have five so I'm like well now wait a minute you know you just started shipping this stuff okay after how many years we've been waiting you know maybe it's maybe you need to to get this original stuff out, the original hardware out. And we had, I think I had kind of talked about this too when Polymega was, was started shipping stuff out. Like all of a sudden, you know, you went from not hearing anything from these guys for months and months to all of a sudden, like every day, bam, 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 just tweeting and tweeting and tweeting. And now, now they drop this and it's like, okay, that's cool. We're going to get to that, but let's talk about me getting my my original hardware first. And then let's talk about, you know, make sure everybody that pre-ordered your stuff that's been waiting for like 3 or 4 years gets what they were supposed to get. And then we can talk about dropping this other this other uh module. And I'll be honest with you, this is one of the reasons why I bought originally into the polymega because in, in hopes that one day that there they would do a module for the n64 and i gotta tell you i think that ship has sailed for me if this had been two years if you came out and and mentioned this two years ago you know um i would have been excited oh my god i would have been excited but a lot has happened in the last two years um to change my mind with that. Namely, you know, obviously the pandemic, me not getting anything from Polymega. And, you know, I give Polymega a lot of leeway just because, hey, man, obviously it wasn't their fault what happened in the pandemic. But they were also supposed to have this released before the pandemic started. So part of me is like, no, you guys also need to get your asses together and get this shit out. Okay? And, and, and for a lot of these companies that keep delaying and delaying and delaying, and now the pandemic hit, and now they want to blame that. It's like, okay, you can blame that, but look, I still remember that you were supposed to have this out before the pandemic hit, and then you went into that, and that just made it worse for you, not me. So I don't, anyway, I don't mean to get, you know, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, at a certain point, I'm I'm tired of hearing that, you know, well, you know, because of the pandemic, it's like, okay, well, at a certain point, that is going to run thin. So maybe instead of saying that, just don't say anything. That's, that's just what I'm thinking. But so, but here's the thing. So the reason why my, my, I've kind of changed as far as my tune to like really being excited and why I'm not super excited now about this is because how good could this possibly be? Because ultimately I thought that 
the Nintendo 64 emulation scene would have been a lot further along now than it than it is. And it turns out it is not, not at all. And it's funny because I listened to a, a reporting uh, on the on the CU podcast. They talked about this, and Pat Country is doing a. Uh, another book and it's on the he's doing the n64 and he was trying to emulate a lot of these games and he was talking about how difficult it is and i kind of or what he was saying i deep down inside i kind of already knew i mean if i was being honest with myself but at the same time too it's like ah i wish it wasn't true but for some reason and i'm not a i'm not a, a tech guy but from what I know is that the architecture of how to develop games for the N64 is almost a little bit of a nightmare. And developers will say, you know, God, you know what we had to do to get these games to work? And I think that's a big part of the problem that, that emulation has had. And we, I talked about this in the last episode. So if I'm rehashing it, I apologize, guys. But hold on, let me, let me, let me get a little bit of a drink here. But that's kind of the reason why I'm I'm not all that excited for for this. I'm interested. I'm very interested. Is it going to stop me from modding my my original N64? No. No, it's not. I've already I've already decided. Now, I'm not going to say that I won't keep an eye on this. I'm always a sucker for all this retro stuff. If they come out with this, and it works well, will I pick it up? If it's still 80 bucks like the other modules, I'll think about it for a while, but then I'll probably pick it up. I mean, if I'm being honest with myself, you know, I'll probably pick it up if it works well. Now, they're saying they want 90% compatibility, you know, and everybody that, that hears that from kind of laughs and kind of kind of like says no. That's probably not going to happen. A lot of people seem to think like 70% would be good. And if you tell me, okay, so this machine is going to be 70% compatible with, with, you know, 70% of the games on the 64. And we want 80 bucks for this or more. It could be more. No, no. You know, I'll be, I've gone this long without having something like this, I, I'll go a little bit longer and wait to see if they figure, you know, somebody else figures out how to do this emulation. So I don't know. I, I mean, that's pretty much it right now. There was other, there's articles that I could tell you to go to, but it's very non-specific stuff that Polymega says. You don't really get a lot out of it other than the announcement that, hey, we're going to do this. You know, my question is, okay, well, so I still haven't gotten my stuff, my my original hardware yet. And you're saying, well, it's coming out soon. Well, what's soon? Because you were saying it's coming out soon for this other stuff for like three years. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, look, I, I I really want this to work out. I really want everything to work out for Polymega. I am super excited to get my, I look at my phone every day, check my emails every day to see if I'm getting my confirmation of sending stuff out because I don't have my original email when I bought. So I can't remember when I did my pre-order because I did two pre-orders. I did the first one, then I canceled. And then about a year later, I re-upped. 
So I, I thought that I might have gotten under the uh, the time to where I would get mine this year. But it looks like I have a feeling that I'm not going to get my hardware until the first quarter of 2022. At this point, who cares? I, I've waited this long. Um, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah, so Polymega still making news, still, still, still breathing. We got life. You guys uh, are all pretty aware that uh, if you've listened to this show, which <laughs> I know you guys are all just massive fans, um, that... Uh, I'm not much of a, a, a new generation, a modern gamer, um, and I'm I'm really not a online gamer guy. But I wanted I this this kind of ran across my my attention today, and and it, I thought it was interesting because one of the things I do know is that even though I have very little experience with it, is that the Xbox game pass is something that's really nice and a really good value for what you get and you get a lot from it and that's i think one of the biggest things that xbox has had over sony i mean i think it's safe to say that the playstation 4 did better than the xbox one in the last generation um at least that's what it looks like from everything that i've heard um and i'd say that's probably pretty true but uh, the one thing that I think that's always helped uh, Xbox and especially going into this generation was that online service that you got with, with game pass. Cause you would get all these games that you could play. Um, and you know, people say for free, but you know, I mean, you're paying the, 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 the monthly service, or I don't know if it's yearly or whatever. Say that's how much I know. But so now, Supposedly, Sony is coming out with a new subscription uh, service in, I want to say, spring of 2022. And it's basically to compete with Xbox Game Pass. It's their version of the Game Pass. And its code name is Spartacus. So I don't know what they're going to call this. I mean, what does it matter? I mean chances are whatever they name it's going to be endlessly better than anything that xbox names because xbox can't name anything right although game pass isn't bad um but the way it sounds there's going to be three different tiers and depending on what tier you know i guess each one you pay more uh and you get more so and some of them would include like extensive demos of games that are coming out gaming uh game streaming and then there's also going to be a library of ps1 2 3 and uh ps4 games and or psp games and i think ps4 was uh also in there which what i thought was really interesting because you know sony has always been known for a, having a lot of exclu uh exclusives over the years especially once you got into playstation 3 and you know if this is priced right and it doesn't work like, you know, I don't know, Nintendo Online Plus or whatever the hell that it's called, this could be huge for Sony and it could be bad news for Xbox. Although I will say, Sony, why now? I would have, wouldn't have this been the best time to come out would have been 
when you launched the PlayStation 5? Because it's like, hey, which one do you want? I don't know. Well, why don't you come and get uh, a PlayStation 5? Because we have this nice new subscription and it's just as good or better than Game Pass. Now, I don't know if that's going to be the case, but I'm just saying if you were going to, if you were going to, you know, release this, why not then? Maybe, and obviously it probably wasn't ready yet, but I, I, you know, I mean, come on. I'm like, you should have had it ready by then. Because a lot of the, from what I've heard, a lot of the reasons why people bought the Xbox Series X is because of Game Pass. That's all I've heard is like how great Game Pass is. So I, you know, I mean, obviously, I mean, nowadays it's like you take what you can get, you know, because you one or the other, you still can't find these things anywhere. I'm not looking because I don't care anymore. I'm done. I'm done. We all talked about that modern gaming thing that I, that I was like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not about that life anymore. I'm more of an OG, you know, I, I live, I live that OG retro life but so yeah um there wasn't a lot of information about this yet because it's they i don't think sony has technically come out officially uh about this but yeah i mean it's not that far away it's going to be in the springtime supposedly now let's see if that happens because you know how many times over the last couple years has companies been like yeah and we're going to release it in may and then it's like like may of the following year and be like well we still got a couple of months to go before we iron out the bugs so now you never know i got okay so in the last episode i was talking about um if you buy new game cases for like like your xbox 360 or your playstation 2 games is that really like a faux pas with collecting is that a no-no and so, you know, of course, <laughs> I just went ahead and did it. I actually found some real nice quality uh, Xbox 360 and and regular Xbox green DVD cases. And they, I, I found them on Amazon, and they work really, really well. Now, they're only for single disc. I couldn't find any uh, for for new ones for the double disc, but... That's okay, because, you know, I have more single-disc games a lot more than the double-disc, and, you know, whatever. But, yeah, so nice. Because even the ones that I'd already cleaned up and spent a lot of time cleaning up, you know, you still pull them out, and they still got that, it's kind of grimy, you know. You know, you buy them from conventions, or you buy them from a resale shop, or you buy them from, uh, you know, a garage sale, God knows what's been on them or in them or whatever. And, you know, you can only clean them up so well. Man, they look so good. So if it's a faux pas, I don't care. I did it anyway. And uh, I I was already doing it with my original PlayStation games because I just, I just got tired of buying PlayStation games and the, the jewel cases being cracked. And, you know, which is fine because all of that plastic is brittle anyway. So I just bought some cheapy ones. And I tell you what, every time I get a new game, uh, another uh, PlayStation 1 game, I put them in a new case. It looks so good. And it's so clean. And it looks so nice. And I'm really, really thinking about doing that with uh, my PlayStation 2 collection. Although, it, I mean, those are all pretty good shape. but And I'm not getting rid of the old ones. 
Um, I keep them up, box them up for whatever. I will say, and the funny thing is here, so check this out. So I was kind of a little worried with if I replace them, is that kind of a, a full pile with collecting? Well, as I was taking, switching the, the cover art from one to the other, I found out that a lot of these were already not the original cases. Not by a long shot. And some of them were real, real cheap, cheap ass cases. So, and what I was putting them in was far better quality. So it, it turns out it doesn't matter anyway, because a lot of times what you're getting is probably not the same case. Now I, I will say, or original case, I will say that my PlayStation 2, if you look in there, it's really easy to tell because they'll all, a lot of them will have that, uh, little, um, spot to put your uh, memory card in so mo i think 99 percent of my playstation 2 games are all in original cases but so anyway it, it was just a small thing and you know i think for a hundred of them it was 60 some dollars so it was less than a dollar for each one totally worth it and i still got uh i'm gonna i'm still not done because i think i'm gonna switch out all of my original xbox games and put them all in new ones too and i'll still have some left over i don't have that many disc based games but yeah just so nice so clean if you guys ever consider doing that do it it's it's great it's great it's great all right um oh so one more thing um spider-man no way home uh, tickets went on sale the other night, and I guess it was just banana balls online. And uh, uh, I, I watch a guy, uh, that John Campia, he has a, a show on, on YouTube. Um, it's a, a movie show. And he streamed trying to get tickets that night uh, on his show. And it was so funny. I, everything crashed. Everything crashed. Because, you know, I mean, this is going to be hopefully a really good movie i've enjoyed all the spider-man movies even the toby Maguire third movie i enjoy that movie i may not like it nearly as much as the rest of them but i i, I liked it um so but yeah you know it, i mean you you, you kind of knew that these pre-ticket sales were going to be crazy on something like spider-man but here's my thing at this point you would think that these companies like AMC and Cinemark and Fandango and wherever else you can buy your tickets online, you would think that they would have updated all their stuff, all their servers or or whatever it, it, it may be to be able to handle this extra traffic. Because it, it's not like this ain't ever going to happen again. I mean, it happened, it happens with a lot of the Marvel movies. And look at Endgame. Everything was crashed on Endgame. So, in, 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 you know, so look, people want to get these tickets. They want to spend money. They want to give you that money. You know, we're back. Baby, we're back, man. The cinema's back. Okay? We want to go back and see some Spider-Man. We want to see some Marvel heroes kicking some ace. So what you guys could do is help by making sure you update all your stuff over there. Because, I mean, guys, what are you doing at this point? You should be able to handle all this. I mean, 
what are you running off of Windows 98 here on your servers? Or actually, it'd probably be, you know, Fandango's probably running off of like something like Windows Millennium or something. <laughs> Come on, guys. All we want is, all I want is a Boku. Man, that's a little bit of a deep cut there. All we want are these tickets. Now, I didn't try because I was like, I'm, homie ain't even going to try and, and do that. Look, man. Look, I, I, I save. I save my online shopping disappointment for anything that analog comes out with. That's where I go now because, you know, you know you go on there and whatever it is, you're not going to get nowadays because, you know, you'll get in the pay, but then it'll be denied. And then it's like, well, now you're screwed. So sorry, analog. I didn't mean to, to throw that out there. But um, all right, guys. Well, I think that should be it. My throat is a little raw right now, but we did it, man. We did it. We got through episode 29. And I'll be be honest with you here. I'm I'm actually recording this audio, but I'm also doing uh, a video recording. So we're gonna we're gonna see. We're doing a little bit of a test here today. It may or may not make it onto the the actual YouTube's here. We're gonna see. We're gonna see because I I like doing. Uh, podcast because I don't have to look pretty for it. You know, I mean, for me to look pretty nowadays, I really got to put some effort into it because, you know, this this jalopy here has been around the block more than a handful of times, if you know what I mean. So to make this look good on the camera is really something else. And trust me, when I say good, that is definitely a relative term, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, so we're going to see how that turns out. I may not put the whole podcast on there, but I may put like certain clips um, on there, kind of like what the CU podcast does. Um, I know you can see if you're on their Patreon, their full one. Now, obviously, I don't have Patreon because no one's paying to, to watch this. <laughs> and if you are, boy, you better go get checked out because there's something wrong with you. That being said, we're going to give this a try. We're going to see. Now, if you're looking on YouTube right now going, well, I don't see it. Well, I'm not guaranteeing you that once I check out the footage that I'm going to be like, yeah, let's roll with this. But you never know. So, all right, guys. Well, thanks for hanging out with me. It's been a super great kick-ass pleasure to hang out with you guys. And I hope all of you are having a wonderful day and have a wonderful weekend. And until I see you guys next time, good night and goodbye. you like for Christmas? Horrified. I heard myself blurted out. I want an official Red Rider carbon action two-inch airways ball air rifle. No. Shoot your eye out. Oh, no. It was the classic mother BB gun block. (laughs) You'll shoot your eye out.